You're listening to the Accenture Insurance Influencers Podcast. And that's really coverager. Coverager is about the opportunity, who you should partner with, what should be your mindset, when has InsureTech delivered what an InsureTech, you, you, you need to look beyond, right? So it's all these things. We want to be ahead of what is happening. Welcome back to the Accenture Insurance Influencers Podcast. I'm your host, Igrani Yu. I'm excited to speak to two guests today. My name is Shafi Benhuda. I'm the co-founder of Coverager. My name is Avi Benhuta, and I'm the co-founder of Coverager. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, so I, I'd be surprised if anyone listening to this was not familiar with Coverager, but in case someone isn't, uh, how would you describe it to someone who has never heard of it or seen it? The easiest way, the most convenient way to stay on top of what is happening in insurance, specifically insurance innovation. And it, it looks like there are a couple of uh, prongs to Coverager. So I'm most familiar with it through the email newsletter, but uh, it looks like you've expanded to include uh, a community of members. There's uh, Coverager research. Uh, you host webinars uh, and, and in-person um, talks. Can you talk a little bit about the, the many uh, prongs to Coverager? So yeah, we operate with three pillars in mind, news, knowledge, network. So originally, we started with an email newsletter. Every day at 8 p.m. Eastern Daytime, people get a write-up of what is happening in the space. We've later developed that into monthly meetups, uh, typically in New York City. And we also added a research component. So you can imagine we sit on all this data and we write the news. And sometimes we'll just take a few steps back and analyze what is happening. Uh, We also have a data platform which helps us stay in the know. So all of that leads to the data and research component. Right. And I definitely want to dig into some of those pieces in in a little bit more detail, but I wanted to learn a little bit more about each of you and how you got started in the space. Um, So Shefi, I I understand that you've worked both within an incumbent insurer as well as in an insurance tech company. Um, how, how did those two pieces kind of come together and, and help you do your work at Coverager? So I worked for an agency, for a startup, and for an insurer. It definitely gave me, uh, still gives me or provides um, a perspective. I, I can speak all languages, I would say. So it just helps with the mindset, with understanding different parties, the challenges, the opportunities. I'd say my favorite time was working for a startup. I think that that was my most meaningful work. But overall, it just lends to the objectivity of coverage. Right. And Avi, what are you bringing to the equation? I don't have uh, an insurance uh, background. When I joined coverage, my background is in advertising, uh, copywriting to be more specific. Uh, And, uh, you know, when Sheffy started, I observed and uh, then she approached me and I drew back and she approached me again and I drew back again. Uh, But eventually uh, I joined and it was a hard process to to learn uh, about insurance, about the different elements of carriers and agents and then eventually startups. Uh, But uh, having that consumer perspective as a consumer first, I think uh, can really help you understand uh, what insurance is about. So add to that, I actually begged and I think if it wasn't for our mother that stepped in and said, why don't you give this a shot? Because Avi thought, and what a lot of people in this industry thought things, is that it's all about 
insurance expertise and that he wouldn't be able to contribute. Mind you, sometimes and oftentimes, you know, he's the one that sets the tone and helped us coin insurance under the influence. And it's good to have this different perspective of people that come. And, and now he knows insurance just as well as I do, especially how the whole customer journey works and the behind the scenes and uh, the value chain that we work. You know, it's not rocket science. You just have to have a heart. You have to want to understand this. So it's a very interesting how we work. We argue a lot sometimes. You know, I come in with this is not going to work or they're going to say no and it's not going to be acceptable, but he brings his mindset. So there's a lot of dialogue. And this is what we're also seeing now happening with InsurTech and with new entrants. So it's almost like plays really well into the space. Do you feel like in some ways um, it gives you an advantage because you you do sort of have this slightly naive, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but this slightly naive um, perspective as opposed to this almost industry echo chamber that can happen where you know too much and and you sort of lose perspective of the bigger picture? Well, you know, uh, Lemonade said that uh, to succeed, you need to be ignorant. And uh, it made a lot of people upset. I wouldn't say uh, we're ignorant. Uh, We just think that not everybody thinks about insurance the way insurance professionals do. And we're living in a digital world. Obviously, more and more people are going online. Uh, Access to information is easier. It's much easier to buy something. It's obviously easier to cancel. And insurance has a problem. And the biggest problem insurance companies have is the lack of relationship. And that's a recipe for disaster in a digital world. So we look at that and we, I wouldn't say we take the the worst case approach. We, we're definitely optimists and we believe in InsurTech and in the whole movement. But uh, we just believe that you first have to think as a customer. Uh, so I think that's uh, that's our advantage where we kind of have that insurance and non-insurance background. And uh, good things come out of that. That's great. Thank you. I subscribe to a lot of, of industry news, but I have to say coverage is one of the few ones that I actually look forward to reading. Um, and you say at the bottom, uh, oh gosh, like this email took is a quick read, but it took a long time to write. And that's why it's so good. Um, so I'm, I'm just curious, why do you think that coverage or the email newsletter has resonated with people? Because I don't think I'm the only one. So uh, we have this uh, motto that we live by, that a squirrel is just a rat with good PR. <laughs> and uh, with that, every morning, you know, we, we wake up and we see the news and we obviously get approached by a lot of PR companies, a lot of insurance companies. Uh, hey, here's a piece of news or, hey, we just launched a new product. So we're definitely happy, you know, to provide the coverage. That's why we're here for. But we always go beyond the PR because a PR sometimes is one thing and reality is a little different. And I think that's the uh, approach that we bring and people appreciate the fact that we go the extra mile. We a lot of times go through the flow. A lot of times we'll dig in, you know, look for customer reviews and what's really happening when someone is saying 100% digital, but at the end of the flow, you have to call a number. So that's not really 100% digital. So with that, you know, we we just we we go beyond. We try to bring the most accurate news as it is and then obviously as we've gained a lot of data and we covered a lot of stories, we're able to sometimes connect 
the dots and say, well, they say they were the first, but not really a company launched before them. And this is what happened. So that's uh, how every day, you know, we, we try to cover the news. And it does take a really long time to write. I think uh, we spent at least a full day working on the email. We think it's the flagship product that what lends us to other businesses and other services. And we love the fact that we're able to keep people in the know. And, and in response, they keep us in the know. So we've got this cycle of really great core followers that absolutely love and care about this industry that chime in and, and help us tell a good story. So to those listening, thank you. I think they know who they are. I think one of the um, one of the features that I appreciated is this willingness to go beyond the PR and actually say, "Hey, wait a minute, that's not exactly true," uh, but in this slightly snarky tone that insurance is not is not very well known for. Um, I'm curious how that came about. This very distinctive voice of of coverager was that intentional, or is that just kind of how it happened? That's so easy. Two of us are Israeli. <laughs> No BS, no lingo, no vocabulary that we don't know how to pronounce. We're, we're very simple. Like, tell us that we understand. And, we, and this is kind of one of the things that I also tell people. If I can't understand you, because sometimes startup will pitch to us, then try a different angle. Keep it simple. The consumer wants simplicity. So why complicate this with all the different jargon? We don't, I, I mean, we're witty. Uh, we, we like humor. I, I believe that it's really hard to read insurance news. I, I sometimes do not enjoy every PR that I read. And sometimes I read PRs three times to, to kind of understand what are they saying. Um, so the whole idea is we are insurance professionals. We have to know this stuff. What's the fastest way to get through it? We do it because we need it for our jobs. We need it to make good decisions. We need it to know who to partner with, who to invest. But come on, nobody reads insurance because they love insurance. There's 10 other things that I'd rather read or listen to. So that's how the whole tone and tone of voice came. And, you know, after eight hours of reading insurance news, you have to develop some kind of sense of humor in order to get through the day. Um, a, a previous version of coverage, it, it was called insurance entertainment, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm so bad with names. That was my idea before uh, we joined. So if you think about it, I, I was... Starting out, uh, nobody really knew who I was, and I needed you know, to make a splash. And so insurance entertainment was exactly that. And I remember some people would approach me and say, are you selling insurance in the entertainment industry? I said, no, not quite. But I kept on, and you know, it was, it was shortened to IE. And I think originally it was black and pink because I thought I would attract a female audience. That didn't happen. Um, and then... Avi came to the rescue and came up with this one name, which at the beginning I didn't even like because I thought, what's Coverager? It's a made-up word, but it worked so well. We are the only insurance newsletter in the world or insurance news website that is one name. According to our research. <laughs> I mean, you have Insurance Journal, the Insurance Insider, Insurance Thought Leadership, the Digital Insurer, InsurTech News. Show me another insurance news site with one name. 
Um, I'm curious how you are able to, I mean, it sounds like you're getting pitches from PR. I imagine you've also got a number of places where you're seeking out information. How do you know what's, what's relevant or how did, how do you decide like today we're going to focus on this, this, and this versus we might hold on to that. I feel like that's going to develop into something like, how are you making those editorial decisions? So it's part order and part madness. The madness is, you know, we're all over the place. We like to touch everything. We review absolutely every website. We go through different online forums or what have you to indicate something new is coming. But we also have a database and that database is order. That's kind of how we, there's a methodology. We know who's emerging. We know companies that we haven't wrote about in six months, although we feel that there are supposed to be activity. So through that, I I think all that leads to uh, this daily email. So combination, we feel the market, people talk to us, that's one area. And then the second, we still have a link, you know, a list of 500 companies or whatnot that we go through once a week in order to make sure we, we cover or touch or still have our hands on the pulse. We are really hands-on. I, I don't think people, you know, it's such a simple answer. And this is probably the second most um, asked question that we get after, are you married? But the answer is is so hard to do because it takes a lot of time to go through these websites. But that's how we find out if somebody has been inactive. Because imagine, you know, insurers will not say, I gave up on this initiative. It's It's one thing to launch a PR when you're successful. But there isn't that same transparency when something hasn't worked. Now, we're not here to say, oh, you failed. Boo. No, we're here to educate. Don't go that route because everything is so new. I mean, three years ago, it was all about customer expectations, insurance engagement. You know, three years now, and we're a lot more smart about these things because we're seeing, well, it's not really working. So what can we do? And that's really coverager. Coverager is about the opportunity, who you should partner with. Um, what should be your mindset? When has InsureTech delivered what an InsureTech, so you, you, you need to look beyond, right? So it's all these things. We want to be ahead of what is happening. It's, uh, Sheffi mentioned um, madness, and actually today was a great example because today Haven Life announced a partnership with a startup by the name of Timeshifter. And a few months ago, we came across Timeshifter and we said to ourselves, how is this relevant to insurance? It's an app that helps you, you know, defeat jet lag. Uh, so when you fly, so you wouldn't be tired. Uh, so it tells you exactly what to do, when to close your eyes, when to expose yourself to light. And we wrote about the story because we thought it would be a great partner for a travel insurance company or a policyholder perk. And today, uh, three months later, Haven Life announces a partnership. So we sometimes would take a risk and put a story out there, you know, believing that this could be something and it may be nothing, but sometimes it is something. And uh, that's what we try to do. So yes, insurance is important, but we're really living in a world where industries are coming together and companies are going way beyond their core offerings. And we think insurance companies should do the same. And Haven Life, you know, made that uh, a reality today. So we're happy to see that the things we write about, sometimes the things we mention, uh, people agree with and uh, do something about it. And, and that and that too has been the evolution of coverture because 
Traditionally, we were all about pure insurance news. And Coverager.com, in terms of the database, we only had one industry, insurance. And when we started to see that, you know, one, the insurance news is kind of repeating itself and it's me too, and it's not offering the value that we think it should, we started to expand. And I remember it was it was a big conversation topic for us because we don't want to be everyone to everything. That wasn't That's not the role that we want to play. We understand insurance. We want to deliver value to insurance professionals. And so what we're doing now is basically covering, covering the world, but for insurance professionals. So if it makes sense, we write about it. And we thought that, you know, maybe some subscribers will turn away because all of a sudden we're covering something else and they're so used to insurance delivered in silos, insurance for life, insurance for claims, insurance for PNC. And and they're not. They're actually embracing it. So I think it shows the evolution of the industry as well. Are you able to comment on sort of like a typical reader of, of your newsletter? Like, is it, it looks to me um, just based on the because you list the companies who subscribe and it always looks to me like a really great mixture of people. Um, is that something you can comment on? Yeah, uh, we reach um, carriers, uh, so insurers, reinsurers, startups, VCs, technology companies, obviously consultants. And uh, the mixture is, so for startups, we typically reach the founders. When it comes to insurers, we'll reach C-level uh, from CEO to COO, CIO, CMO. Uh, so that is that range within the insurer space. And obviously, uh, consultants, you know, it, it varies, but technology companies as well. We reach uh, founders. So, you know, you really, to, to get a, with everybody. Yeah, to get an email for insurance uh, Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. and to open it, you really need to care about what you do and you really need to be a person that is, willing to learn more. So these are the people that actually care and lead their companies and are here to find the next answer or the next partner, the next investment, whatever it is. So uh, we reach a nice group of people. One thing that I appreciate about Coverager is that it is kind of hits this sweet spot between here's what's going on in the news, like very topical stuff. But then you also have these longer form pieces uh, where you really dig into something and more often than not kind of say, hey, you know, the emperor has no clothes in many cases. I still remember a piece from, I think it was 2017 that said InsureTech is not well. And I was really quite impressed by that because I don't think a lot of people were saying that at the time. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that balance between really timely um, and also kind of offering that really deep thinking? So that deep thinking, so imagine if the email takes a long time to write. So these thought leadership pieces, I think Avi's latest piece about Root, that was probably three or four weeks of research and, and waiting for comments and making sure that your gut feeling is as you think it is. And I also had to learn about baseball, which I know nothing about. So that was really the hardest part to understand baseball, which I still do not understand. So I think, you know, there are there is no rules with what Coverager will put out. It's just a matter of timely, relevant content. So if something happened and we have an opinion about it, then we will share it. If And if we're not here to share an opinion that's necessarily different from the crowd, but an objective opinion. So there's no agenda. Uh, we don't have this one big sponsor or an insurer that 
uh, pains us so we're afraid to say what we really feel by now. Uh, we've earned our respect in terms of like people understanding this is just our professional opinion. And, you know, InsurTech Not Well was, it, it was, it should have been a red flag to, to folks at the time because it talked about how InsurTechs were promising to be direct to consumer and consumer facing. And it was so easy for some to just go B to C and then B to B to C because you know what? Maybe I can sell my platform to an insurer. Insurer already has scale. Well, it doesn't work that way. Typically with companies, if they have to please more than one audience, it just makes it harder to be successful. So we see our role as calling out sometimes what what feels wrong or what maybe there is proof that is wrong because we cover it on a daily basis and we, we have this intuition. Obviously, we come across a lot of failures. And yeah, we don't want to be an echo chamber. I mean, where is the value in that? I think, uh, you know, with reading the news, we have readers and uh, some of them could be startups that are trying to raise money. And some of them could be agents that everybody's saying they're going to be replaced in a few years. And if you think of a lot of InsurTech startups, they're basically an agency with a fancy website. That's what it is. and um, to see all this like huge amount of money going into uh, very few companies, then sometimes as an agent, you could you know doubt yourself. Maybe I don't have a place anymore. Maybe my time is you know come to an end. But it's really not true because a lot of it is bells and whistles, and a lot of people that are have entered the insurance uh, space and not with bad intentions, definitely not. But I think they underestimated how difficult it is to get people excited about insurance. And there's a reason why we've seen disruption in, you know, ride sharing. We've seen Dollar Shave Club. We've seen Warby Parker. We've seen Netflix. We've seen Amazon. All of these products and services are things people use frequently. They, you know, obviously with shaving, with shopping online, with you know, taking an Uber, insurance is not the same thing. People do not use insurance. It's not a product that was meant to be used. So you can be the coolest hip startup and you'll have a problem because the consumer is saying, okay, well, so what? I don't know who my insurance company is, but I'm not interested in yours. And uh, we're seeing that now. And, you know, we always want to communicate and, and say, well, yeah, they raised a lot of money, but hey, they're not living up to their potential or what they promised that they would do. Because again, as Chevy said in the beginning, everybody can, you know, put a nice PR for a cool launch or a new product and all that. But when the hard truth, you know, when the, the bad stuff happened, uh, that's when people are silent and we want to say, well, this happened, you know, it's okay. People fail and they move on and they get better, but you need to learn about uh, these stories as well. So, you sometimes can feel better about yourself, whether you are a startup founder that have a hard time, you know, pushing forward, or you are an agent, or you are an insurance company that secretly did a project and it completely failed. And you're like, oh boy, was it just me? No, it wasn't just you. There are other people that are going through the same things. That's a great point. Thanks to both of you for making the time to speak with me. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you for having us. It was a fun. Thank you to my guests, Sheffi and Avi Benhuta, for joining us today. 
tune in next time as Sheffi and Avi talk about shifts in customer behaviors, the rise of the modern insurance customer, and why that's causing the ground to shift underneath incumbent insurers. I'm Igrani Yu. Thanks for listening, and see you in two weeks. You've been listening to the Accenture Insurance Influencers Podcast. To hear more great episodes, visit Accenture.com slash insurance influencers. 